Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light on our path. Today's topic, Resurrection by the Book. On the day that Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, arose from the dead, he appeared three distinct times. First, in the early morning, he appeared to Mary Magdalene and then to another small group of women. He was felt as they grasped his feet and he received their worship. Then in the early afternoon, he came alongside some of his disciples as they walked from Jerusalem to the village of Emmaus about seven miles away. Now, an average person walking at a speed of three or four miles per hour would require at least two hours and 30 minutes for such a journey. Now, later in the same evening, Jesus will appear to his apostles, minus Thomas, who was not with them in the upper room. Let's join the followers of Jesus on the road to Emmaus as recorded by John chapter 24. I'm sorry, that's Luke chapter 24. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them but they were prevented from recognizing. Then he asked him, what is this dispute that you're having with each other as you walk along? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. The one named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened here in these days? Now let me read the same incident to you in another English translation. He asked him, What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about these things that have happened there the last few days. What things, he asked him. So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. Besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women from our group astonished us. They arrived early at the tomb, and when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see him. He said to them, How unwise and slow you are to believe in your hearts all that the prophets have spoken. Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all of the scriptures. Again, we'll read that to you from the New Living Translation. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So Jesus takes these disciples to the prophets, the law, and the Psalms 
to explain about the Messiah. His ministry, his death and resurrection were all prophesied in advance. What happened was no accident, nor the will of man stopping the will of God. The Messiah was to die. This was his destiny, and he was to be resurrected from the dead. That was God's promise and his destiny. We're not told the exact pathway that Jesus followed as he took them through the scriptures, but we know clearly some that must have been covered. He probably would have begun in the Garden of Eden following the fall of Adam into sin. Otherwise, there's no need for redemption. So God pronounced a curse on the serpent in Genesis chapter 3, and in that curse is the first promise of redemption. Listen to what God said as he spoke to the serpent in the hearing of Adam and Eve. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. New King James Version. Now the word seed there can also be translated offspring. Then the Lord God clothed their naked bodies with the skin of a slain animal before he sent them from his presence. Here's the question. Who killed the slain animal? Why was the slain animal necessary to clothe them? Well, who killed the slain animal would happen to be the Lord God who created him. And it was the Lord God himself in the garden that clothed Adam and Eve with the garments of the freshly slain animal. All of this is the first prophecy about the necessary covering of sin by blood that would be brought about by the seed of the woman whom we know to be the Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ. Then Jesus would have talked to the two disciples about Abraham and Isaac, the sacrifice on Mount Moriah, and the provided ram that substituted for the son. And surely he would have covered the deliverance of the Hebrews from slavery in Egypt by means of the miraculous plagues which culminated in the Passover lamb's blood on the doorpost of their dwellings. He would have to cover these things because this is the pathway, the progress of the revelation of God about the redemption of his people. Then followed the giving of the law and the setting up of the tabernacle and the whole Levitical system of blood sacrifices. Jesus in his ministry days had referred to the story of Jonah and his descent into the depths, followed by his being cast out on the seashore after three days and three nights. He had begun even then his teaching by preaching about his healing work in his hometown of Nazareth by quoting from the prophet Isaiah 61. Therefore, we can be sure that he explained in detail to them the words of Isaiah 53, which really begins back in Isaiah 42 about the servant of Jehovah. Here's a portion of this prophecy of the Messiah's suffering and death and resurrection and we know that Jesus covered this with them because we find elements of it quoted by the apostles when they preach about Christ's cross in the Acts. Listen to the word of God, Isaiah 53. He, that is the Messiah, the seed of the woman, the promised one, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, and like a sheep silent before her shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment, and who considered his fate? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. 
they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man at his death, although he had done no violence and he had not spoken deceitfully. Yet the Lord, that is Yahweh, was pleased to crush him severely. When you make his soul an offering for guilt, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days. And by his hand, the Lord's pleasure, Yahweh's pleasure will be accomplished. He will see it out of his anguish and he will be satisfied with his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many and he will carry their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him the many as a portion and he will receive the mighty as spoil because he submitted himself to death and was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. Now, there are many scriptures. The reason Jesus went through with these disciples. These surely were some of them. Now, when they arrived at their destination, they invited Jesus, whom they still did not recognize because God kept them from recognizing him. Now, why was this? Because he wanted to establish the necessity and the meaning of Jesus' atoning death and victorious resurrection from the scriptures, from the law, and the prophets. Now they invited him in for the night. So they came near to the village. I'm reading from the text again. They came near to the village where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going further, but they urged him, stay with us, because it's almost evening, and and now the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them, and they prepared supper. And it was as he reclined at the table with them that he took the bread and blessed and broke it, and he gave it to them. (laughs) A characteristic action of Jesus in the days of his ministry, the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000, the giving of the Passover meals. We read, then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. They probably recognized the sound of his voice, Now they recognize his face. They saw him. Their eyes were open and they recognized him. But he disappeared from their sight. Why? Because God wants them to be established in their faith based on the word that he had given prior. He wanted them to know the resurrection by the book. So they said to each other, Weren't our hearts ablaze within us while he was talking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? That very hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them gathered together who said, The Lord has certainly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then they, that is, these two disciples, began to describe what had happened on the road and how he, that is, Jesus, was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. God opened their eyes and their ears when they heard the stranger say the blessing as he broke the bread to share with them. They had witnessed his doing this many times in the past. They heard and saw him, but then he was suddenly gone. But now, they now understood the meaning and the necessity of his death and the reality of his actual physical resurrection. This news could not wait. 
they literally ran back to Jerusalem. The knowledge and experience of the word of the prophets being interpreted in by the risen Lord had set their hearts ablaze. We have seen the Lord. He has risen from the dead and expounded the scriptures to us. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. This broadcast is sponsored by Good Shepherd Church in Dallas, Texas.